Okay, we're going to begin. This is a new story just being written in 2021, but it comes from It's a Rum Life, Book 3, Ivy House Tales, 1970 to 1984. It's called Big Brother is Watching. Would you believe it? I've only just remembered this story while posting some items on our Facebook page about 45 Woodside, London Road, Boston, Lincolnshire, our first real home. It all began evidently not long after we'd moved to New Bolingbroke. I'll attach the story about buying that house so you can feel more of the background to this short story. I was still working for Firestone, although by now Fred, my boss and I had sorted out the whys and wherefores of ECYB and I'd remained with him and Firestone for the present. I suppose it could have been all that extra activity that prompted the taxman to take a special look into my affairs. We'd moved from 45 Woodside to Ivy House, New Bolingbroke in 1970. This was our dream home and it had all come about by accident, or it looked like that to us. Ivy House was without any doubt a country residence for a gentleman. It was a beautiful, it was beautiful, a veritable dream of a house. Original Georgian, largely unaltered, added to which it had lovely quirky decorated rooms by its previous owner Peter Lely and his wife. Peter was a distant relative of the chap who had originally built the house in about 1800. When we bought it, there were no deeds as such, as this was the first real change of ownership, as it were, and new deeds had to be produced. The garden was also a dream, walled on three sides, and on the fourth a beautiful waterway, all lined with trees. In fact, the garden had about 30 trees of varying sorts and colours. Behind the house, and somewhere we had not even looked in <laughs> before we actually bought the property, was an old maltings building. This was attached to the back of the house and extended for about 200 feet in length and 25 feet in width. It had a single span wooden frame pitch roof, entirely covered in the original clay pantiles. We found out later after living there for some time that the village was actually a new town and had had and there had been various industries established there including a brickworks. Those pantiles could well have been actually made there in the village. You can read more of the history of the new town in another chapter but we were most fortunate to attend a lecture given by the famous Lincolnshire historian David Robinson of Louth when he explained all about the family who had created the new town and indeed various other failed ventures elsewhere in the county. Well, not exactly failed, as indeed the new town had survived although its industries gradually died away. The other ventures flourished flourished, but unfortunately not in the lifetime of the originator, and too late to save his bacon, as it were. All in another story. After a couple of more years, 
I did make the break with Firestone and began to develop the transport business. We initially concentrated on collecting the complaint commercial tyres that needed to be delivered to the Burton-on-Trent Adjudication Centre for the Tyre Manufacturers Conference. This was the body set up by all the UK manufacturers of commercial tyres so that they would, could receive a fair appraisal in case of complaint from their users. We also looked for other clients for whom we could provide a good regular transport service. This all continued steadily without any stupendous progress. Um, by the time 1975 came along, there were three of us, myself, Albert Pickwell and Michael, Ruth's youngest brother. All driving at one time or another, Michael was also our mechanic and was on day release for further education at the local college one day a week. It was during this time that the taxman struck. We had an accountant to manage our financial records. We were not tearing up any trees, business-wise. Things were steady, to say the least. We managed to pay our way and earn a living, but nothing great. I suddenly had request, or rather demand, to attend the local tax office for an official one-to-one -one interview with the local inspector of taxes. Our accountant was dumbfounded and no help at all. He just said that these things were very unusual and could have very expensive consequences. On the due day I turned up at the offices in Boston's Norfolk Street with no idea at all what the chap could want. It did indeed turn out to be a chap and not a lady. And really he was quite pleasant. He asked lots of questions about our circumstances, that is Ruth and myself. How did we manage to buy Ivy House? How did we manage to afford to go on holidays in France? Together with basic inquiries about our costs of living. Fortunately, I was able to answer all his questions from memory without referring to any records. Not that I had anything with me anyway. The inspector knew everything about our expenditure over the last several years. He knew the answers to his own questions. He just wanted to see how I approached his inquiries and my reaction to his general questions. How on earth he'd been able to come up with all this personal information about our lives and the way we lived. It was incredible. What he actually knew about us was totally amazing. I could answer everything quite truthfully and fortunately to his satisfaction. We were not living on ill-gotten gains or non-declared earnings. We just lived frugally and after all Ruth had a good job and her income was a vital part of our livelihood. Our cars were all very second-hand. The maximum we paid at this time was £200 but more normally about 50 They were maintained by Michael and myself. Our outgoings were kept to the minimum. Holidays, wherever we went, at home and abroad, were to the homes of friends, who kindly provided us with accommodation. He was eventually quite satisfied and I came away greatly relieved, and also greatly annoyed that our accountant, who we paid a huge percentage of our income, was no use to us at all. When the time came a few years later that small businesses could manage their own accounts directly by self-declaration and do without accountants, I was delighted. 
There we are, the end of that little short story. Hope you enjoyed listening to it. Lots more stories on this Buzzsprout site, Audio Stories. You can read our books produced by Cracker Books. They're downloadable, free of charge from the internet. Uh, there are links to the books regularly on our Facebook page. And also on the short story man Keith Sanders on YouTube, there are over 50 free videos for you to watch, including quite a lot of heavy horse videos. Thank you.